0: Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique?
1: Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's
2: Frankie to show you how. Hello there, and welcome to Mission Unstoppable Radio. I know that you're unstoppable, and so is my guest today. You are going to go on a mission with the orange cowboy. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, His other name is Swami Sadashiva Tirtha, and he can explain how he came by that name. But he has had four decades of teaching wellness and consciousness under his belt. He is a monk, a natural-born shaman, a healer, and an intuitive medium. He's also an author, number one best-selling author, I should add, movie writer, and producer. Swami's on a mission to help conscious thought leaders realize their dreams and live the joy-filled lives that they deserve, and... Create peace in the world. I think we all kind of want that. He has presented to the White House Commission on Alternative Medicine. His speaking clients include top medical universities, including John Hopkins. Swami is the joy expert and he emphasizes instant breakthroughs in wellness and energy, creativity, vision, and communication skills that empower leaders and employers to improve all aspects of their lives. Now, his books include number one bestselling, The Ayurvedic Encyclopedia, The Stress-Free College Student, The Bhagavita for Modern Times, 21 Days of Joy, and The ABCs of Ayurvedic Medicine titled The Ayurvedic Primer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's welcome him and ask him the gazillion questions we have for him. Welcome, Swami.
3: Joy, 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 Frankie. (laughs) Oh,
2: I love it. I love the orange cowboy and I love all the orange surrounding you. And it's a very happy, joyful color.
3: I love it.
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have here that, that you transformed a childhood adversity into a message of living life in joy. Can you tell us about that? Because, And I'm just going to say, um, on Mission Unstoppable, I like to take people back to their childhood because I like people, um, the audience, the listening audience, to find out how my guests became unstoppable or and that they, too, are unstoppable. So let, let's go back a little bit.
3: Absolutely. And that's really, really where it, it did start back around fourth grade, I think, and... In- I used to start to get dreams at night, which were, frankly, not very pleasant. <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were dreams that I would be separated from my parents. Oh. And over the next decade, there were recurring dreams. The dreams would change every once in a while, every so many years. But it was always the same theme that, oh, you, I, I come home from uh, being uh, you know, a soldier and my parents moved. This was a dream.
4: Mm-hmm, and they didn't mm-hmm.
3: they didn't tell me that they moved, you know. And... Then, just before, uh, then just when I was uh, learning to drive, I we were driving in the car and I wasn't driving, but my vision went blank. And all of a sudden, I started crying and saying to them, I don't want you to die. And when I could see again, they were staring at me, obviously with bugged out eyes. Yes, <laughs> and within the year, they were in a car crash. And oh, wow. So a 17 years old and um, 10 years of, of of visions of dreams,
2: a precognition of the event.
3: Yeah, and so pe- for people who say, "Oh, you must think you're cool because you're a psychic." No, no, no. I never thought this was a gift in any way, shape, or form, and I basically just shut it down. Uh, yeah. For a Did long- you ever
2: think it was a a past life coming through instead of a precog?
3: Well back in the 70s we didn't have words like past yeah, life.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: We barely had words like meditation till the Beatles came along.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So not a fun not a fun gift to have. Did anybody else in your family have this gift that you know of?
3: Well, I you know I kind of think we all did in our own way because my dad a couple of months before this happened he said uh, you boys are old enough now should anything ever happen to you and your me and my your mom we could change the will so you could live with whoever you want and you know things like that. And then my right. grandmother came to me in a dream um, and, and told me something that was
2: still living or, or passed was, away. Yeah.
3: She was still living actually. Thank okay. you for making me clarify that. And I heard her say, so so died. And I'm thinking, who, you know, who? I thought that was quite natural, but you know, uh, that had happened. But and it turned out I just couldn't hear; I wasn't ready to hear. It was my parents. And then a few oh. days later, I was at a counselor at a summer camp, and the the owner came to me and told me uh, that my parents died. So that confirmed that. So there's a lot of that. But the, the 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 weird thing is, when I had my gifts, my mother would freak out or get angry about them. And oh, okay. So they were never supported back then. And, yeah. And um, so, like, when you well,
2: heard that, when you heard, sorry, when your counselor came and told you, your parents had obviously it's a shock. But was there a part of you that went, "Yeah, I knew that."
3: Ah, uh, boy. You know, it took me uh, only more recently did I look back because I back then I said, "Who is talking to me? Who is telling me this? How did I know this? I don't believe this is possible." <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. But looking back, I think that really protected me and saved me and prepared me, uh, so that I, I was able to survive. And, um, and what I did do, you know, they say that for every tragedy, you have an equal or better opportunity awaits you. Uh, Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I said, what is all this mystical stuff? And I started uh, meditating, uh, became a, I started studying transcendental meditation and reading, be here now. And Ram Dass's book and Carlos Castaneda and really just, eventually just left my I was studying radio, T V and film in college and I just said, This I don't care about this anymore. The only thing I care about is what is this oh, other oh, world that nobody's talking about. And so I just became a, a meditation teacher and yoga teacher and and then it just kept going from there, you know, into Ayurvedic medicine and energy medicine and shamanism and mediumship. All what parts- about your
2: sibling? What happened to him?
3: yeah he took the other road <laughs> <laughs> He's corporate
2: America or pretty much,
3: yeah, pretty much so yeah. yeah, yeah do you talk uh we we you know we, it's funny, he used to be uh psychic in his own right after he got married, his wife doesn't believe in this stuff, and so he kind of like phased out of it, so uh-huh. we, we don't really talk about that stuff anymore,
2: younger, it's, older,
3: younger than I am, yeah,
2: younger, yeah, How interesting, <laughs> eh, funny. Um, <laughs> so, the meditation came first. Did you go to India?
3: Eventually, I did. But what I what was the crucial moment for me was uh, when I did start the meditation. It I got some some relief, and I thought, "Wow, if I could feel this good after losing my parents, I could help any. This could help anybody." And that's when I thought, "Let me." I think it was more, "Let me figure this stuff out." But at the same time, it was like I subconsciously devoted my life to doing this which would help other people as well and that was in 70 70- well,
2: do you think that everybody can meditate
3: oh absolutely i teach a course called instant meditation and i teach you to meditate in 20 seconds frankie with ex- with results not just theory
2: wow because I, I you your- know i i can't do it the traditional way or i'm gonna yep. you know i don't like to use the word i can't because i hate it but the truth is, I find it very, very difficult to sit and clear my thoughts, but if I'm driving, I'm in a state of meditation. I know that I'm always in a trance state and and I download great ideas that's if I need a good idea, I go for a drive
3: that's it and drive yeah. first, first thing that's in the it. so so really, the first thing you're saying is uh you just you've just busted the myth the myth. The myth is you're supposed to sit quietly motionless for an hour, two hours, three hours, for 30 years. And that's a form (laughs) of meditation. And thank God it's not the only form of meditation. Yeah. It works for some people. It doesn't need to, we don't need that as much because the world has shifted so much. But even back then, Mm -hmm. it still was a myth. So driving, walking doing anything you love is a meditation helping people is is a karma yoga doing things because you love to do it is bhakti yoga there's so many forms of meditation most of them are active even in the bhagavad gita the book that i wrote about Mm -hmm. krishna tells his student he says after you get wisdom then you have to take action you have to be active you can't just sit around
2: Well, you need to put it into action, right? I mean, that's it has right. The, you, you get yep. it's that that's the daydream, and then the goal is <laughs> it's still a daydream until it becomes something else. Exactly. Yeah, that that's so interesting. So, how did you come to take the name Swami?
3: Yeah, so years later, I, I had gone back into after five years of uh, teaching meditation. Really, most of that time, I was meditating, and back then, I was meditating six hours a day,
0: levitating,
3: okay. and all those kinds of things, and then. It was like, enough of this. I got to get back in the world. So I worked, went back into the TV world. And after five years of that, that was pretty empty. So I had learned Ayurveda by then, and Vedic astrology. And so I said, oh, let me go to India and just thank Mother India for all these great things that I've learned. And that's where I met my guru. And that mm-hmm. was in 1979. I went to see him in 1980 in the Himalayas. And he recognized me as a Swami. Swami is a Wow. Monk. And um, he didn't say anything. He didn't say, now you do this or don't do that. But in India, the Swamis wear all orange robes. Yes. But he never said to me, you have to do that. He didn't. And a few years later, I just started seeing orange in my head. And it was like, oh, this is the most beautiful, this is the most joyful color. And then one day I was at uh, the the Gap, uh, the clothing store, and I saw an orange T-shirt. And I said, oh, boy, look at that. (laughs) And I bought it. And a couple of months later, I went back there and it was like, "Oh, look at that! an orange hoodie oh, and so before you knew it, I was pretty much dressed from socks to hoodie in in uh in orange, and every day, from, yeah,
4: yeah, so
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know it was partly because it was a monk thing and partly because sure. it was a joy thing, and yeah, uh, so now I pretty much honor the orange for the monk and the joy, and I wear the western clothes to honor the West.
2: that's fun, yeah." And the turquoise where does that come in? Turquoise just, is,
3: I just love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, me too. It's my favorite color. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So, when you um you, you did the India thing, you did the meditation thing, we're going to go to a we're going to go to a break in just a minute. Um but when we come back, I want to talk about the medicine. Like how you became involved in Ayurvedic medicine. What your schooling is, how you came to write these books on it—I mean, that's fascinating—that um, that you've been able to do, and that you got to the White House and you talked to to you know uh, what we would call big corporate companies that that definitely don't seem to be uh, spiritual bent or anything like that. Um, the pragmatic companies let's say about about these kinds of things so it's very interesting when we come back we're going to talk more with swami turtha the orange cowboy while we're on break you can go um and visit the orange cowboy online or sometimes he's called the hip guru <laughs> yeah, <sometimes. laughs> both work both work for him don't go anywhere we'll be right back in just a moment on mission unstoppable radio <laughs>
1: That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's merging and
5: Only six golfers in history have ever shot a hole in one while taking part in the Ryder Cup. Of course, the hole in one isn't a phenomenon for professional golfers only. Hackers, whiffers, and foozlers get them, while some PGA Tour pros still await their first. According to Golf Digest, who has been tracking info for more than 60 years, the odds of getting a hole-in-one for a professional is 5,000 to 1, and 12,000 to 1 for the rest of us. Tiger Woods shot his first hole-in-one when he was only 6 years old, and John Elway hit a hole-in-one on his 40th birthday. Now there's a good reason to frolic gozine, or celebrate. I figured out why golf instructors insist you keep your head down and look at the ball. It's so that you can't see them laughing. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
1: Hiya, kiddies. Sergeant Mambo here reminding you, you're listening to AstronetRadio.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
0: A hundred years ago, only about 10% of adults were overweight. But today, an estimated 61% of Americans are overweight. Yet we have the same genes as our ancestors. What's changed isn't our genes, but our lifestyle. Our lives have become more sedentary and our daily activity level has decreased for the days of our past relatives. We have loads of unhealthy processed food and easily accessed fast food. Ultimately, your behavior determines the number on the scale. If you choose healthy, low-calorie food, and exercise you can lose weight or maintain your present weight choose the right behaviors and reap the rewards of a healthy lifestyle stay active eat light nutritious food and watch your health increase as your weight decreases for the fitness minute i'm annette hammond
2: I'm here today. Yeah, it's Frankie Picasso. I'm your host of Mission Unstoppable Radio. My guest today is Swami Turkta. He's also known as the joy expert, the orange cowboy. (laughs) He's known by a lot of different names, but the one thing that we do know about him is that he's a happy guy. (laughs) And (laughs) Um, I love that about you because, you know, you all, even over the air, I can tell you're smiling, like you're always smiling. So this is very interesting to me, though, that you talk on the topic of alternative medicine. You've written two books now on Ayurvedic medicine. Um, you speak at universities, at top medical universities like John Hopkins. What do you talk to them about?
3: Well, this was back in the day when Ayurveda was really at, at its, uh, it blew up in the country here. Um, Deepak Chopra went on Oprah, and next thing you knew, mm-hmm. everybody heard of it. But I was doing it for like 10 years before that to, to people, nobody heard of it. <laughs> yeah. And so I had a lot of time on my hands and that's why I wrote the encyclopedia. But the, um, but so back then uh, it was really, what is Ayurveda? I spoke a few times at Johns Hopkins. Once they had actually uh, somebody from the NIH there to listen Mm -hmm. to what I had to say and to go to your question earlier before the break, there's a lot of myths there too. They're investigating these things. They're really interested. They sort of keep it quiet or they did back then uh, just so they wouldn't be laughed out of the water. I sure, was sure. told at one university that universities around the world are studying energy medicine, but nobody's talking about it because they don't want to be laughed at. So it's not it's so much in us or them anymore interesting. As, as much as us against perception, perhaps. Everybody wants yeah. the best. Everybody wants the best. They're just a little bit. In, their positions are possibly threatened, so they have to be careful.
2: But now you talk about quantum science and everybody's like, yeah, I'm on board with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well that's 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 the beautiful thing, isn't it that now we have we, quantum physics is proving yeah. all the metaphysics, and it's like hallelujah
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I remember i had I had Dr. Lipton Bruce Lipton on the show once, and you know he he's responsible for the stem cell research, but he's also you know down the rabbit hole, and like a breakaway train, and I love the the idea that you know he, he talks about imaginal cells, cells that can become anything you need them to be or want them to be
3: like it's that's fascinating story. yeah you program them just by telling them you love them every day
2: yeah <laughs> so w- tell us about ayurvedic medicine because i think a lot of people aren't really familiar i know i think that there's like three are there three different types or three different um people like you go into three categories or yeah, maybe exactly. i have it all
3: wrong. is that right yeah, Exactly. yeah yeah the, the beautiful thing there's a few beautiful things about ayurvedic medicine first is it's personal to who you are instead of a one size fits all mm-hmm. and Secondly, it gets to the root cause of issues, and so they don't come back when you balance them. And again, in other okay. is we get healed. We only get healed, it means we just bring ourselves back to balance. So the way mm-hmm. Ayurveda works, really simply, think of it as elemental energy medicine. It's air, fire, and water to make it mm-hmm. at its simplest. There's really five elements, but... Air, fire, and water, and everything has those elements. Right. Some people are more air, like really skinny, thin, bony people.
4: Mm-hmm. Some
3: people are more fire, like your athletes, your quarterbacks, people like that. And some people are really more watery, like your uh, Pavarotti, your opera singers, your very mm-hmm. heavy, heavy set, big bone people. And, and so a person with too much air, a person whose air tends to get too much air, that's an mm-hmm. imbalance. So they will mm-hmm. get. Air-related conditions like dry skin, mm-hmm. gas or gas or air air airheads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
4: yeah, yeah.
3: And a fire person, too much fire, they get heat rash, hot temper, things like that. Heartburn. Heartburn. <laughs> there you go. See, you're already now. You're an A student. yeah uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Look at that.
3: And a water person, get too much water would be what? Get
2: mm-hmm.
3: edema, congestion, water water chest you sure. know, water, the lungs, uh, and lethargy, like walking through water. So that that's it. There's no
2: a, earth person?
3: Well, the water earth is really one Oh, earth. okay. That's the and, same? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And ether air. But just to keep it simple. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to make it a yeah. little yeah. palatable. Primer
2: 1G3, yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And, and so the way you balance too much air is with using fire and water. So fire warms up the cold air and water moistens the dry air.
4: Right. So
3: whatever your constitution or your dosha is, you bring balance by giving the body what it needs as opposed to cutting things out. Right. So I call it the mother medicine. It's, it nurtures you. It loves you. It gives you what you need. And it's it's even, I find it more fascinating as much as I enjoy Chinese medicine. It's like yin and yang. So if you have one, missing one, you use the other. But if what if both are out of balance? You don't have a third <laughs> thing to work with. So Ayurveda gives you a third option, and usually people are combinations of those, but just to, again, keep it simple, that's how you you can very quickly learn to understand yourself. And then the way you balance yourself is with foods. So some foods like onions are fiery, watermelon is watery, and chips are dry, airy. And so you just learn to eat. There's the whole list of foods in my encyclopedia, both of my books.
2: Okay, so if if you're if you're in an error and you're out of balance and you're, you're really dry skin, right. then you're going to have have fruits or watermelon things that have lots of water to hydrate you.
3: More moistness and more
2: moistness
3: and more warmth. Exactly. So I see. See now you're ready to graduate my course. <laughs> I
2: can graduate. I can practice this
3: mess <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't, you call, me. don't me. call me don't call me did yeah. not hear that for me no
2: no oh you want me to sleep okay um yeah that's funny that's hilarious okay well you i don't know is it in the 21 days of joy where is it you you talk about sugar and and something yeah. else that, that is it in that book
3: i don't know if it's in that book uh it's, it's it, but uh, I remember
2: just reading it's, it Recently. yeah
3: it, it, it well basically if you want to just get started feeling healthy let's make it even simpler than Ayurveda and the probably the worst thing that we could eat for ourselves in terms of ingestibles is in the food categories is white sugar
1: mm-hmm. even
3: even a nurse told me once if you have high cholesterol just stop eating white sugar and don't worry about any drugs and you'll feel better you'll get better. And white sugar. Now you know you could say, "Well, I'll, I just won't put white sugar in my coffee." The thing right. is, they put white sugar in your whole wheat bread, the the nas- some of the national, yeah. bread. the white sugar in your salads. I mean, it's yeah. really really weird. <laughs> but yeah,
2: you- or that yeah, corn syrup. It's everywhere. Tomato syrup, soup. It's in. It's in everything.
3: And high fructose. I just heard from some doctor. If you eat high fructose, it it tells your body that you're not full even when you're full. So you keep right.
4: eating,
2: and yeah. that's
3: why we have one of the reasons we have such a high uh, obesity uh, challenge these days.
2: I've been off sugar since no, I guess the end of August, September. So five months, almost five months now.
3: And how do you feel? Yeah.
2: I feel good. I mean, it was interesting because I haven't had any carbs since then, really. And today, um, I just had a very upsetting day. And, you know, my go-to, of course, would be to go in, and and I like, managed to ignore it until today. And then my daughter and I went for breakfast and I had, <clears throat> I had two slices of rye bread, okay, and, and toast. I was sick as a dog right after we ate. I go, oh, my God. Like, I swole up so big. And it was like instant, instant. And I'm like, okay. She's like, well, remember that how you feel because now you don't have to have it again. And I'm like, you're right. It didn't feel good at all like yeah. horrible so yeah,
3: yeah it's well, interesting there's, there's different yeah so if you I start, feel
2: much better when i don't eat it
3: there there are some grains there's something called einkorn berry which is an ancient wheat and it has it's the only gluten grain that gluten intolerant people can actually eat without feeling uh ill from so there are there are workarounds healthy workarounds but just to get mm-hmm. started if if people just stop with the white sugar as much as possible, because mm-hmm. it's like cocaine, there's actually research that says it shoots into the brain and makes us go crazier, more manic than cocaine and if you to stay off of white sugar for a week and you could substitute it for honey for maple syrup, for a whole cane sugar like right. suc- you know you know it's not about denying it's just about making healthy choices, and just doing yeah, that, but- you'll feel better.
2: There, there was, you know, studies, of course, that say that babies need sugar, young children need sugar for their brain to. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, Ayurveda says sugar, sweet, is one of the. What a things.
2: fun book this is! Yeah, <laughs> I like to go through it a little bit because I, yeah. I think it's fun. So day 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 one on this book is dare to feel scared, and I like that idea because. You know, I talk about change as a coach and how to change fear. There's fear stepping out of the familiar or safe. And then there's also the fear to try something and the fear to live. So everybody, I apologize for that. We're getting a little wonky um, energy here. Sometimes when I'm on air with somebody who has a lot of energy like Swami, then the electricity goes crazy and Skype and things don't perform well. It's happened several times um, with other folks like that. So I'm not a little bit surprised. Um, And it's
3: Mercury retrograde.
2: (laughs) Yes. Oh, is it? Okay. And there's another reason for it (laughs) right there. When's it over?
3: Oh, it just started. uh, Oh, it just started? Middle middle of December, I believe. Not too long.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that, that can explain a lot of stuff too. But I used I used to have a um, a show with another woman. She was a psychic too, and and it was funny when we could get, get on and Skype would go crazy, and it would be good every other time. So uh, oh,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about because I i we are gonna talk about the 21 days of joy when we come back. <laughs> I promise Yay. you. That. Yay! We're gonna be joyful and uh,
3: joy to the world.
2: There you go, joy to the world. Uh, and it's the perfect time of year to really talk about joy as well because, you know, as we're coming into the holidays, um, many people celebrate it differently and it may not be joyful for some people because it can be lonely, but this book is going to show you how to joy uh, because joy starts with you. It's not about you. It's about you.
1: Stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. When the critters get restless here in the apple tree of weirdness, there's only one thing that calms them down. It's the sounds of
5: astronetradio.com. I managed to run out of coffee again this morning. I didn't even have enough to make one cup. Boy, was that a miscabable or big mistake. Because I make serious coffee, so strong it wakes up the neighbors. Now, I don't have a problem with caffeine. I have a problem without caffeine. I get wadgety and brickety. Did you know apples are more efficient than coffee for keeping people awake in the morning? Unfortunately, I didn't have any apples either. Acorns were used as a coffee substitute during the American Civil War. Without my hot cup of coffee in the morning, I'm feeling pretty squirrely myself. What do you call that piece of cardboard that wraps around your coffee cup to keep from burning your hand? A zarf!
4: It's marginalized!
5: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for
1: Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
0: The sales of standing desks have reportedly soared, and many believe it's not a fad. Standing upright at your desk rather than sitting while you work may lessen shoulder and back pain. Harvard Medical School suggests that if you begin using a standing desk Stand in short increments. Don't go from sitting all day to standing all day. Set a timer for 30 to 60 minutes to remind you when to stand or sit. While studies show that you may not burn many more calories if you stand at your desk rather than sit, the other benefits are worth it. Standing helps with focus and concentration. Be sure to keep your shoulders back, don't slump, and keep your abdomen pulled in. Keeping your core engaged and your alignment steady, you too will experience the benefits of a standing desk. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
2: and we're back at Smission unstoppable radio my guest today is swami turkta the orange cowboy the hip guru and the uh, master of joy i'm gonna call you the master <laughs> of joy <laughs>
3: like a board game where we're creating a new game <laughs> he's
2: a joy expert yeah and he wrote a book called the 21 days of joy and every day you can try something different and day one is t- we talk about feeling scared Uh, Dare to feel scared, dare, you know, feel the feeling, uh, but then rise up and through it. And, And, you know, because unhealthy fear keeps us frozen like a deer in headlights. Um, and so you you give exercises uh, under, you know, on each day what to do. I
4: do. Um,
2: and I love this because I talk about this too. Read biographies and autobiographies of people that you admire and wish to be like and discover that they too had the same fears and vulnerabilities that you have in your heroes. And that's what this show is really all about. It's finding these people who've been unstoppable. It doesn't mean that you weren't afraid to do something or were born with it, but you 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 came by it honestly and you said, no, you know what? I, yeah. I want to do this, and I'm not going to be stopped because I'm afraid to come out of my comfort zone or anything else. So you talk about making a list of the things that make you happy, right. and and move forward. It's always about moving forward. You got to move forward.
3: So there's a quote from somebody that says, "Courage is not the absence of fear. It's it's being able to move forward despite the fear."
2: Yeah. Maybe oh,
3: something. here it
2: is. It was in your healthy food day too.
3: Ah, there you are.
2: Research has shown that white sugar and junk food makes us lose control of our thoughts. Eating junk food is linked to drugs and other illegal actions. Bad food causes bad moods. And you talk about that if that people should be, you know, eating fresh fruit, you know, veggies and dairies and beans and things like that. But it shows that people who have come out of prison that if they eat whole foods and do, you know, the good thing, um, they're not repeat offenders. But when they start eating junk food, they lose control and go back into jail.
3: Is that amazing?
2: That yeah. is amazing.
3: So I never knew book. that. Food and Behavior is the name of the book. Yeah. Uh, so they made a movie out of it too. It was Well, it was in the movie Supersize Me. that had a section about my okay. students. So that was her, uh, the woman who wrote the book. Barbara
2: Reed Stitt.
3: Yes, that's the name.
2: Yeah. Um, and you talk about going to your beginner meditation and instant energy healing on the theorangecowboy.com. And you do have a free meditation. As soon as you come onto the website, you can... Check that out.
3: And- yeah, come on to orangecowboy.com and right there, just put in your name and, and I'll, you'll get a download link to get a, a guided meditation with Tibetan bowl sound bath. It is the coolest thing. It just washes over you no matter what you're feeling. Everybody just goes, Ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
2: I love that. And (laughs) in day three, we talk about energy flies. So you want to create endorphins in your brain that make you happy. And the way to do that is you have to move. So yoga or Tai Chi or karate or anything Mm -hmm. um, with a mind-body creation brings peace of mind and tones your muscles.
3: Yeah. Right now I'm studying. I've studied yoga all my life. Now I'm studying a martial art with our friend Robert Clancy. Oh,
2: nice. Yeah. Yeah, He's a black belt.
3: He's a yeah multi multi level black belt. multi level black belt yeah and he's that's very cool amazing human being and he teaches this amazingly heart centered martial art called hapkido
2: yeah that's nice he's a nice man
3: very nice best. man
2: yeah. yeah I like day four this is my favorite day because my happy place is at the dog park so this uh-huh. is connect nature and pets yeah. Um,
3: Oh, instantly. I mean, it just bypasses the brain. And, and studies even show that people live happier and longer when they have pets around or if they're in nature. There's all this research about what Japanese call tree parks. Mm-hmm. Or oh, tree something. I forgot. Like tree spas. And just being out in the pine trees, people live longer. There's a whole bunch of research. Wow. Yeah. And I really it like
2: it when, when I go to a store and there's a, and there's a dog laying on the ground or something. It just makes me feel like I want to shop there Oh, and stay there longer.
3: Uh, so you invented a new uh, a marketing strategy. The
2: marketing strategy, yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I like I like where you put smell. Smell the air. You can detect grass. Can you detect grass or cows? Because when I was on my motorcycle, the one thing I loved was, and I've always loved the smell of of like horse and hay and yes. even horse manure, like clover. Yeah. Like it all just smells so good. Like it's perfume for me. It,
3: it really is. It's so natural, and it just clears you out. It centers me. I just love it. Yeah. I just step on my porch and I'm in, you know, dairy land. So
2: oh, that's I in
3: nice. the grass. It's just lovely.
2: Yeah. Um, day five, you meditate and you're talking about asking yourself, who am I? And what's my life purpose? And that that's a question that people ask. They must ask you all the time if they come to you for a reading or something. What's my purpose? Everybody wants to know what their purpose is. Why is it so difficult for us to know what our purpose is?
3: Oh, that's a great question, Frank. Usually, it's because culture, our parents, our religion, our society—somebody's told us, "Don't listen to your heart. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Keep up with the Joneses. Do take the biggest job, get the biggest money. Um, follow your right, your your rational brain, and not your your remote, Not not follow your heart or your intuition. And that's what gets us in trouble. You know, mm-hmm.
2: so. That's that's yeah, that's so true because it's our socialized self who's living most days. And not our true
3: self right. exactly yeah, <laughs> day
2: six, um, joyful life makes many mistakes, and I like it. and you know, um, I've got a good friend who says that only only imperfect people should apply. <laughs> 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 and I, I really like that. you know the idea of making mistakes if you don't make a mistake, then you're not living. You're not trying so. new things,
3: yeah, really. you know I mean that that's a, again another myth that we're supposed to be these perfect robots, which was which was the attempt back in the industrial revolution, but that's over now and Mm -hmm. into a heart-centered world. And uh, somebody said, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken.
2: Yeah, I like that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or all the world's a stage, you know. Uh, There you go. Day seven, find the joy without hesitation to change the sad in all situations. You know, that's a really um, sometimes difficult thing to do. Yeah. But you know being sad is is a is not a high vibration and and it's hard to feel joy and sadness at the same time, but Mother Teresa said, if you walk fast, you can't be depressed so
3: <laughs> i uh that well you know after my parents died i I tried some therapy for a while, but it was just sitting in the pain, and I had to just keep moving, and I literally kept moving i moved. Yeah the country all around the world. So yeah, it was really true. I outwalked my uh my pain. Oh, that's
2: I... funny. That's it's like uh the movie
3: with Tom Hanks. He walked oh, yeah. walked, right? Right, right. And then one day, you know, you get enough tools and enough experience and and enough forgetfulness, <laughs> you you work things out naturally, energetically, so.
2: And I I like that you you mentioned these these people. You say success comes from within using your innate abilities or God gifts. It's difficult to make excuses for our lives when we see people with similar challenges in their life succeed to the highest levels of life. And you mentioned a few people. I'm just going to mention a couple because I think it's great. Uh, with ADHD, Tommy Hilfiger, Carrie Bradshaw, Michael Phelps. Stuttering, Bruce Willis. Who would have thought? Julia Roberts, Mel Tillis, Samuel L. Jackson, even Winston Churchill. People in wheelchairs who succeed, Stephen Hawking, Teddy Pendergrass, President FD Roosevelt, Zach Perlman, one of the greatest violinists in the world. Yeah. So people have all kinds of and even, you know, alcohol and drug addiction. Eric Clapton who overcame it, Betty Ford, who started a clinic, Chris Christofferson. You know, people overcome their challenges and instead of saying, Oh, you know, I have this disease, I can't I can't do it, um, they take ownership and they say, No, I I don't need to rely on that to make excuses for myself I can do it even if I have that so again you talk about reading the biographies of people who've had tremendous obstacles right. in their life and over how, how they overcame it and I like the idea of modeling people with good behavior so if people want it to be you you know maybe they dress in orange and wear a hack you know <laughs> a cowboy hat uh, I'm going to be swami for the day and yeah. just do everything that you do and just feel your sense of peace and joy I mean that could work
3: hey we'll never get you through <laughs> the day and the night it's all right
2: yeah there you go uh <laughs> Don't take yourself too seriously. Obviously, a guy who wears orange from top to bottom does not take himself too seriously. <laughs> you
3: know, you well, go through the airports, and and uh, the, the the Robert and I were coming back from California, and uh, it was two o'clock in the morning. We're changing planes, and the stewardess runs up to us in the in the hallway. It's dead silent there. There's nobody there. She goes, "Oh, can you take a picture with me?"
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's great.
3: You're making people happy.
2: Uh, yeah. Day nine, advice is nice, but listen to your intuition. You know, too often we don't, but you talk about angels and guides and God or whoever you believe in um, giving guidance. And and your wisest teacher is your intuition. I love the idea of that. Um, I think people, everybody needs to kind of learn to trust their intuition. And there's exercises that you can certainly do to do that.
3: Right, right. You know, the biggest thing is, w- people who are listening, It's we're not saying, I'm not saying, these are the things to do to get there. What I'm really saying is, you are born, you know, it, I, instead of saying we're born with original sin, I say we're born with original grace.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And we just have to let go of the myths that tell us we're not okay. We're already there. So the work is really letting go, or the work of the day is to play. That's all we have to do these days. There's yeah. No, there's no effort, hard effort to... You know it's not scaling them out at first or something like that.
2: It's interesting. all you have to do is play people you know corporations are putting play back into uh, the workplace to make people more creative, yeah, you know yeah. they got they got craft rooms or put let the band play for a while during lunch or whatever and it, and it helps people uh, become more productive. Exceptions cause deception. that's day fifteen. What does that mean?
3: well, you know people say okay here's here's the thing to do you know if you want to uh succeed do this and they go well yeah okay but that's uh, that's not for me i don't need to do that you know Mm
4: -hmm.
3: so why don't you try volunteering or oh yeah well that might work for you but people make exceptions for themselves Mm -hmm. for whatever Mm -hmm. reason and it it just cuts themselves off disconnects themselves from from their hearts so so
2: in other words it's good for you but not for me
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm, I'm special or I'm too busy or I'm do as I say, not as I do. You know, those, those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: 18 here uh, is one that a lot of people practice. Um, you can be joyful or you can be right, which do you want to be? Yes. Uh, no,
3: yes. That's, that's the whole world is fighting for that I'm right, I'm right. And goodness gracious, you know, that is a rough – that's pushing the, the Sisyphus, pushing the ball up the hill. yeah. You'll never be happy if you're going to be right because you're always defending yourself.
2: And just before we go to our break, be the change. Day 21, be the change you wish to see. You'll live a joyous reality. Yay. Yay.
3: You know, but whenever you point a finger and blame, you have three fingers pointing back at you. So rather than blame other people, make, make your life better. Again, it's okay. So many people feel guilty about being happy. And it, it, this is actually studies show women are more guilty at being happy than men. And again, the hardest thing to do is the easiest thing, which is be happy. Enjoy be your happy,
2: life. Be happy. Enjoy your life. Wow. We're going to go to break. On that note, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Swami. That's right. Don't stop
3: listening.
1: Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages stop
4: It's never
5: heard. did scotch tape originate in scotland nope the popular gift wrapping tape was actually developed right here in the united states In 1926, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, 3M, was being a bit rapacious, trying to save a little scratch or money, and started using a cheaper adhesive on their sticky tape. A Detroit automaker ordered some of this newer, cheaper tape to use for spray painting auto bodies. But the automaker complained because the tape was scotch, a politically incorrect word that meant cheap or stingy. While the tape didn't have the adhesion to satisfy the automaker, it was hardly a Jifu jet. That's an unnecessary thing. It had many other uses, as we all know. So the tape was kept in production, and the name Scotch just stuck. It's
4: words you
5: never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. <coughs>
1: When the critters get restless here in the apple tree of weirdness, there's only one thing that calms them down. It's the sounds of AstronetRadio.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
0: According to Fitness Magazine, the majority of us are getting enough protein. Most nutritionists agree that active women need about half a gram per pound a day, or approximately 65 grams for a 130-pound woman. The USDA reports that most of us, even vegetarians, are eating 69 grams of protein daily, so we are good. If you are as active as recommended and exercise for more than an hour, five or more days a week, you should increase your protein intake to 0.75 grams per pound. Eating protein within 30 to 45 minutes after you work out rebuilds and repairs the micro tears in muscle tissue that occurs when you exercise taking in protein right after you work out will make you feel less sore the next day and increases your lean muscle mass i'm annette hammond
2: And we're back at Mission Unstoppable Radio. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso. My guest today is Swami Turta. And, you know, we're just talking off air, and and sometimes those are the best conversations. But if you remember when Swami was talking about how he went to school and he was taking, you know, filmmaking, and he was a DJ on on the school, on this college um, radio station, everything that we do, whether it's volunteer work or or 100 different jobs and you and people go oh it's just a waste of time nothing's ever a waste of time because it does sometimes come full circle and now uh swami is writing his screenplay he's making a movie called going viral tell us about this project it sounds great
3: yeah it's 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 based loosely based on my life and experiences and other people and it's a comedy and it is Oh I like is, comedies it's everything that we've been talking about. It's about a, a guy who's a, a professor and he's a right brain, a left brain, logic, rational research, and he's got the answers to the world through his research. And he puts it on YouTube, and nobody watches it. And oh, geez. all these people are watching these silly cats. How come that's going viral, and my ideas aren't going viral? And he's at his wits' end, and and he bumps in. He literally bumps into a shaman, and the shaman. And he starts to, of course, make fun of the shaman because he doesn't fit in, in his logical, rational brain. And the shaman says, well, don't worry because your heart's about to open and get ready. And so the whole movie, he's the, the comedy comes from him learning, being forced to have his, deal with his heart opening and to show up authentically and to listen to his heart and his intuition, like you said earlier. So that's the, the, it's everything we're talking about. And, you know, laughter, I think, is probably the best medicine. It's the quickest way to get us out of a a sad, into a joy. And then to have these messages coming through laughter, I couldn't think of a better way to reach people. And I asked Spirit, how do I reach the most people? And they said, make a movie.
2: (laughs) Make a movie. So do you see this as, as... um it's not a documentary movie though. It's like it's a it's oh. a comedy.
3: It's a it's, movie it's, theater movie. Yeah, it's a movie theater movie, although we're probably gonna aim for like a Netflix or a Amazon, sure. something like that. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's so fun. I love it. And when do you expect this is gonna come out?
3: Well, with I wrote this screenplay and I have a Hollywood director and producer who are working with me now. And we're just in the phase we're starting. We want to do it ourselves because the studio? No, no, I don't think so. No <laughs> If they tell me so, but you know, let's let's get a professional in there. <laughs>
2: oh, come on! You are a professional. You do this every day.
3: You know, I've heard that before, and and I, I I won't. I'll say yes if they if they feel that's the thing to do. To okay. be, shaman's not the star of the movie, but I would do that if if you know. I, I'm open, yeah. I'm open. I say yes to everything and and, then think about it afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. You Uh,
2: know, it's like that movie, say yes, say yes, and and have a bunch of different experiences that you'd never have if you said yes every day.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I would love to do it, but but I don't want to do it if it's going to be a a detriment to the movie. So I'm open.
2: Why would that be a detriment to the movie? Like, why would would you even go there?
3: All because you know, well, the 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 left brain says, "Well, you don't have any acting lessons."
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's fine.
2: Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. But you know, who knows? who knows? Who knows? So
3: yeah, so it's fun, and we we're just so we're we're gonna. What they call green light we're going to make the movie ourselves so we need to get investors now so sure. we're looking for people who are into the, this field holistic spiritual and they believe in the movie and they want to say hey you know let's it's going to be made like a really top notch Hollywood movie but at a fraction of the cost because we know how to cut corners in a, in a mm-hmm. good way. And so hopefully uh, within a year or two, well, you're psychic. Maybe you could tell me when it's going to come out.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. When's it going to come out? When's it going to come out?
3: I don't know. So some of my friends, uh, somebody just emailed me the other day, another radio host. Did they say March? uh, She just said patience.
2: Uh, I say March 2019, but we'll see
3: that that feels closer, yeah, somewhere twenty nineteen, yeah, I'm, I'm writing that down, okay, let's see your name on that. Frankie says
4: <laughs> Maybe we will
3: have a little show, a little one minute segment, Frankie says,
2: yeah okay
3: every, every 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 psychic medium I know, see what they say, we'll have a yeah, one. that'd be
2: interesting, yeah, that'd be so cool,
3: oh, I'm gonna do that actually,
2: yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's, how many jelly beans are in the jar?
3: <laughs> there's a YouTube segment want to, you know, get, hey, you want to give a, your forecast? <laughs> that would be fun.
2: Yeah, that would be fun. Okay. So, you know, you are psychic and, you know, you mentioned that at the beginning and um sometimes you're just sitting there and spirit has messages for people cuz you've done that with me before. And right. and how does it just come out of the blue for you, or do you have to like say, "Okay, I'm going to tune in now"? Or do they go? Do they bug you? They go, "Come on, somebody, you got to tell her, you got to tell her, you got
3: to tell her." All of the above. Yeah. You know, all the above. Well, first off, you know, if you're open all the time, you would you would just like get crushed. You know, it's like endless information. If you think the internet has too much information, try try listening to spirit. All the spirits talking to you all at once, and everybody has ancestors who have passed and all of them want to talk to you. You know, you you have to have a filter. (laughs) You have to have that. Yeah. But so sometimes uh, when I'm channeling, like, like uh, somebody says, asks me a question, what do you think about my business? Uh, This guy hasn't called and I'm concerned. And so then I just sort of tune in and I say, well, I see there's a eddy, you know, a pool of stagnant water. So I'm stirring. I see myself stirring the, the counterclockwise. You do that too. Now, and he called, he says, the next day he called me back. He says, the guy called me the very next day. So so that's how, one way it works. Another way is I'll just be talking to you and I'll say something. And then as I say it, I realize, I say to you, oh, that was channeled, you know, or that, was, that wasn't that was even mm-hmm. my voice or that wasn't the words I use. So sometimes they come through. Uh, sometimes they'll say to me, come on, get make sure you tell this person. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. Tell them. <laughs> And and the, and the funny thing, and this is a really important one for people, because we are all psychic. The way the way for me that spirit or angels talk to me most of the time, mm-hmm. when there's no emergencies, it, they're very inviting. Uh, like they'll say, "If you would like, you can go and deepen your mediumship uh, experiences now."
4: Ah. Very
3: very polite and very low energy, okay. and very easy to miss if we're used to getting do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, you should do it this way, you shouldn't do it, you know, all that stuff is such noise and when the heart, it comes from the heart so gently and so lovingly, Mm -hmm. we can easily overlook it. So I thought I'd just share that in the process of answering your question.
2: I like that because then people think you're not getting hit over the head necessarily. So even if it's soft, it still could be real. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or, or somebody says, you know, oh, God, give me a sign. And then, you know, lightning strikes it. And they go, oh, yeah, but come on, God, give me a sign. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Lightning,
2: <laughs> <laughs> lightning striking wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about your 21 Days of Joy. And I just want to let folks know that you also have the 21 Days of Joy video course on your on your website, the uh,
3: orangecowboy.com. Uh,
2: That's an easy way to get to it. Um, you've got events and courses. You've got shop where your books are. You've got book readings. And you've got um people can can you can get a psychic reading, a shamanic healing and reading. Like tell us about being a shaman. Like what is the difference between being a monk and a shaman?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh for me the the, the monk is internal, beyond worldly, beyond the world. And shaman is all about mother earth, connecting to mother earth and and the animals and nature and spirits. And so the monk is like you just go back to your pure soul, you go back to the origin of it all, mm-hmm. and, and you, you know your inner truth. And then with the shaman, you see divine in the outer world. So that's like, probably the
2: best People way. talk about shaman, they talk about, oh, you know, you've got a spirit animal, they send your spirit animal to go and retrieve the pieces of your soul. Huh? Do you do that kind of stuff?
3: Sure, I do the soul retrievals. Yeah, um, yeah. Usually, I'll, I'll go with them instead of sending an animal. But you know, that's I do. I do what I do because I was born with it. I didn't take any classes in it. Yeah. Uh, so there's all kinds of ways, but yeah, because anytime we have a trauma, a little piece of our soul gets broken off. Right. And, and, and through any number of energy healings or shaman work, we can recover that and make us whole. Or if we had uh, a past life event where that broke off a piece of our soul, like let's say something, let's say somebody was thrown off a bridge three lifetimes ago, and mm-hmm. in this lifetime they're afraid to cross a bridge, and the only way they're going to they have an opportunity to meet Oprah, but they have to cross a bridge. You know, right. is like, help
2: me, I need to cross that bridge.
3: And so we'll do a soul. Well, oh, we'll cross
2: that bridge when we come to it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we're coming to it right now. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll journey back and we'll see what happened back then, and we'll change literally change the event so it didn't happen energetically yeah. and visually. And then they, after that, they're able. I had a guy; he had this issue. Every time he left the house, he had uh, issues with with his stool, passing his stool. Oh. And he couldn't leave the house, and somehow he managed to come and visit me, visit me. And I was walking, so as he was leaving, I I started to work with him. And as I walked with him out towards the bus, I just kept working with him. And so then he was actually feeling he could do, he could be okay in the world. And he never had the problem again after that.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that um, great trauma. I'm sure that that you become fragmented, and that's something I should probably do. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll well, be
2: gone, yes, yeah Yeah,
3: do that and i work i like to work like you said with the the conscious thought leaders people who want to help the world make it a better place because they're already motivated and they're coachable they want to get better
4: mm-hmm. and
3: if i can help a, a motivated leader or their group you know they're already helping millions of people so if i help them i'm helping millions of people through them and it's very rewarding and it's just you you could We'll, we'll help the world get to world peace much quicker that way. I love that attitude.
2: That's a great way of, of looking at, at the work that you do, the people that you work with, and, you know, the greater the greater community and the greater good um, by working with, with people who already want to help people. You're exponentially, uh, you know, creating more of a wave.
3: It's fun and it's easy. It's the law of attraction. You know, do you work with those who want to do the work?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: And it's also, the. Wow, we're
2: all, we're all going after the people who don't want to, but you know what? It's easier to go after people who do. <laughs> like, let's do that. What concept. Yeah. What a concept, huh? Why are you always, you know, going the hard route?
3: Right. Okay.
2: Well, we got 30 seconds left Swami. Thank you so very much. The orange cowboy, Thank the you, master Frank. of joy. He's been like amazing guest and, it's such a such a joy to have you on the show. It's and I hope that you will join me again when your movie
3: comes out. Yeehaw. Yeah. yeah thank you. Joy, joy,
2: joy. Joy, joy, joy. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. And every day that we are here, you've listened to Mission Unstoppable Radio. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso. Take care now. Bye-bye. Don't
1: stop. When the chips were down, they didn't stop. Story people who, when the odds were against them, turned defeat into victory. You've been listening to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. See you next time. And always remember Don't
4: don't, 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 Stop.